Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Hello and welcome to episode 276 of Let's Talk Loyalty featuring an award-winning Australian loyalty program called Child Care Saver. This one-year-old program leverages the power of partnerships, community and operational excellence to deliver a simple yet compelling proposition. And as you will hear, it's laser-focused on helping parents reduce the cost of their childcare, which is a huge issue throughout the whole of Australia. In this episode, I was delighted to be joined by Gary Carroll, the CEO and Managing Director of G8 Education Limited, which owns this program, as well as Christy Atkins, Managing Partner at Wink, who operated. Together, they share the story of how Childcare Saver came about and the difference it is making for Australian families. So, Gary and Christy, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hi, Paula. Great to be here, Paula. Yeah. Great. Thank you for joining me from sunny Australia. Um, super excited to talk about this program. I know it's one that addresses a real pain point for parents uh, in the Australian market looking to make childcare more affordable. So a real feel-good story I think we're going to talk about today. So before we get into talking about the program specifically, as you know, we always ask our guest what is their favorite loyalty program other than their own. So Gary, I'm going to come to you first to tell me what is your favorite loyalty program? Well, Paula, mine is the Chris Flyer loyalty program run by Singapore Airlines. Okay. Um, a couple of reasons for that. Um, myself and my family, we love travel. So any opportunity to um, have a benefit associated with that. Um, and I'll probably offend every other airline loyalty program now by saying that the feeling you get out of Chris Flyer is they actually, actually genuinely want you to redeem your points and use them for travel. And so wow. we find the um, the partnership with American Express really simple. Yeah. The points conversion is seems to be market leading, certainly from our perspective. We get more value from our mm. uh, points. And then when you actually try and book a, a trip, it's actually really easy, which um, – Feels quite unique. Uh, I've certainly, <laughs> well, it's not the only airline loyalty program I'm a member yeah. of. Yeah. But it's by far the most easy. And if you have a problem, you ring up and they actually solve your problem. So it's um, wow. it's a real pleasure. Yeah, it's really good. Wow. I feel like we might have like talked about this via ESP before this because definitely <laughs> I'm an Air Miles junkie. Like, and I'm like a member of every airline program pretty much. Mm. And I, intended to say virtually exactly the same thing because the problem with most of them is like literally 
it drives you crazy if you're accruing your benefit and you cannot, you know, get that benefit and redeem it easily. And like you've hit on it. I can't believe it. I feel like we've ESP'd it. <laughs> um, and look, outside of that, it would be also remiss of me not to say my other favourite is definitely Child Care Saver because it's a beautiful program and, and we're excited to talk to you about it today, Paula. Yeah, great. Thanks for that, Christy. And Gary, just to pick up on a couple of things that you said, first of all, as a non-loyalty specialist, let's say, clearly you are a loyalty program owner. That's a wonderful set of observations. So uh, congrats on having the insights in terms of what drives, I think, a successful loyalty program. You've obviously been paying close attention and listening a lot to, uh, to the likes of Christy and everyone who's guiding you there. But I definitely think you're right. Um, the whole point about, first of all, I, I don't think enough people talk about the intention of a program because I think members feel that. And the fact that you feel that Chris Flyer wants you to redeem, as Christy says, is absolutely sensational because we all know that there's promises that loyalty programs make and sometimes they don't deliver. Um, so I think we're all keen to avoid that. But I think as a member and as a frequent flyer, particularly travel is so aspirational. So to have that sense that they want you to fly and avail of those kind of essentially free free flights, I think is is wonderful. And you both talked about the simplicity as well. I think it's a it's a core pillar of loyalty programs that sometimes gets lost, particularly I think as programs mature. So again, back to Chris Flyer, all credit to them if they're able to keep it simple and um, even at scale. I think that's absolutely wonderful. So a great one to kick off. Um, and as we said, we're here to talk about childcare savers. So Gary, you're the CEO and you're running the G8 Education Group. So I'd love to just start with where did the idea come from? Because it is very innovative and very unusual for the childcare sector to have anything remotely resembling a loyalty proposition, even with the best intention, of course, with the core product. But where did the idea come from in the first place? Well, Paul, it really started when we um, gathered feedback from our families um, about what their pain points were. So we'd, we'd done a number of surveys over the years and the pain point that screamed the loudest and the longest was the affordability or yeah. otherwise of uh, childcare in Australia. To give you some sense, the um, net out-of-pocket cost to Australian families of childcare is about double the OECD average. We're at the top end of Wow. Um, okay. Cost. Wow. Yeah. Um, if, if we were in a Nordic country, um, we mightn't have had the same impetus for the program because the out-of-pocket costs yeah. in those lucky countries is so much lower. Um, but yeah. So it, we we once we'd um, identified that pain point, we then did some more deep diving with our um, focus groups and some samples and said, so if we could find a way to um, alleviate that pain point. Um, would mm. you consider having your child in our centres more frequently? Because mm-hmm. um, the other the other observation we had quite clearly was at the time our average days in care, so mm. a child being in a centre was about 2.6, 2.7 days. In a week, is it? A, per week, which okay. was a head, yeah. a head scratch for our team because we go, yeah. we don't, at that time we don't know many people that were working two to three days a week. Yeah, most people working three to four, mm. four to five. Um, so we, as part of the survey, said, um, "Yeah, we won't be offended, but do you use other forms of care?" Yeah, 
And they went, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We use um, informal care, Mm -hmm. which is free Mm -hmm. and often involving grandparents. Of course, yeah. So I'll um, I'll put our child into your centre for three days a week, one day with uh, grandma and granddad. Yeah. And then I'll I'll uh, not work the other day. Wow. Uh, Follow up question if we, you know, mm. found a way to make it a little bit cheaper, would you yeah. work more and would you relieve grandparents of the burden? They went absolutely. Wow. Uh, the majority of people came back and said, yeah, we would look at taking additional days in your center if you could um, yeah. really help us with the cost. Mm. So we went, right, that's our challenge. The easy way to do that is just to drop your fee. Yeah. Um, which is a great way to go out of business in a hurry. So we said. <laughs> yeah, not in our industry. More... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So what is a more innovative way of reducing the cost to parents? Yeah. And I, I had some pretty smart people in in my uh, marketing team going, well, mm. how do we actually get parents to leverage their other spend yeah. in a way that could save them money and, you know, um, generate loyalty Mm. And that really appealed to us because we went, it also shows some real care on the part of our centres around we're trying to work with you to alleviate a financial pain point for you. Yeah. Um, And so we scanned the market um, and looked for, that started or was the germination of the idea around do we introduce a loyalty program Mm. where families could use their everyday spend Mm -hmm. to generate a credit or a cash Mm-hmm. that they could use to offset the cost of childcare. Yeah. And the membership would be dependent on being a member of our centre. We've got about mm. 40,000 families. Wow. And we actually started the idea going, and if this thing really flies, we're really happy to make it available to everyone in the market. Wow. I'm, I'm actually really keen if yeah. every childcare centre in Australia actually provided this program. Um, yeah. I think Christy would need a bigger team. Um, <laughs> And that's when the spend gets really quite compelling. And because I do have a confession in a past life, I did program manage the build of two other loyalty programs, which ah. didn't rate my favorite, but they were pretty good. So right. I had a rudimentary knowledge of what are the components of success and clearly getting volume of spend. Yeah. We thought 40,000 families, that's a reasonable spend, but if we get it to the next level, that really starts to juice it up and make it pretty attractive. Yeah. Um, and we we know we're in a um, customer category that's pretty appealing mm. to lots of retailers. So we had half an idea that we'd be able to attract a really high-quality level of retail um, partners to the program. Great, yeah. Um, and then that would make it a more compelling and engaging program, drive the spend, drive the behaviour, it kind of yeah. builds on itself. So it yeah. felt like it could work. Mm. Uh, what we needed to find was a partner that was willing to take a chance on building it from scratch. Yeah. Um, and there was there was no precedent in our market that you could look to totally. to go, well, we know it works for this customer set, yeah. um, particularly when you're competing against other, you know, really quite effective loyalty programs yeah. appealing to the exact same families that we're trying to appeal to. Totally, totally. And you're right. I mean, there is a precedent for the model in other categories. I've had Rakuten on the show, for example. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them as a, uh, you know, a nationwide cashback program in, in Japan and, and in the US. Hugely successful. So, mm-hmm. 
the model is exceptional, but I think what's wonderful, and Christy can can talk us through the journey, but the, the tailoring, as you said, Gary, to your customer segment, to understanding particularly, I suppose, the availability of merchants, you know, to, to essentially fund the program because my own background actually is also in partner negotiations, Gary. So we share a couple of similarities. Yeah. Again, totally different sector. So what I do love is the the clarity of thinking. Um, and that must be music to your ears, Christy, you know, in your role as a, you know, marketing agency and a partner to the G8 Education Group. Tell us, uh, what did you think when you heard about this, uh, this big idea and a big challenge? Gary and I have talked about this idea across quite a few years. And um, I think, you know, in the end, we were just really glad to see what was always a great idea become a great reality. Mm. Um, And we're super proud, not just of this program, but of the partnership that we share together. We have good, open, honest communication between organisations. We're really focused on good outcomes for families. Mm. And I think you know, all great marketing is great storytelling. And for me, this program really starts with that beautiful story and the fact that here is what is a huge corporate in this country, Mm. you know, really doing something for its customers for the right reasons. Mm. And I think it's interesting because in the loyalty space, you know, our business, Wink, often hears about people that go, we need a loyalty program. Okay, that's great. Why exactly do you need one? Or they go, we're a big company, so we should have a loyalty program. And this wasn't about that. This was about finding the right way to make childcare more affordable for G8 families. Mm. And what has come out of that is Childcare Saver. Um, Look, the work involved It is extensive, you know, crafting that partner network. We've Mm. been really careful about who we onboard. You know, they've got to be people that share, you know, the values um, of G8 and also of what Childcare Saver is. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've also had to be careful to make sure we've got the right mix of not just big and well-known brands, but brands that really speak to what families need. You know, Mm. Um, one of the things we've understood um, in learning more about the customer segment is these are families that, yes, they might have a sort of a two to five year-old in early childhood education but they mm. also teach the, the families with another bub on the way or you know yeah. an, another addition coming through so things like you know making sure we've got a baby formula supplier in the program you of know course. not just big yeah. grocers department stores and that kind of thing things to do on the weekend for families mm. uh, things that the grandparents can do with the kids you know arts and craft type suppliers um and really filling out Uh, the communications and the environment with not just offer, 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 because we've seen a lot of that stuff, but circulating ways in which, um, you know, customers or families can get much more value out of the activity. So, you know, our arts and crafts suppliers provide free activities that we include in the communication. And, you know, some of our food partners have got recipes that are great things that, you know, you can get the kids in the kitchen to help prepare. Um, And Mm. some really nice things like that that really just bring this real, you know, flavour of, uh, what this market, you know, is looking for into into this loyalty environment. Yeah, wonderful. And you're absolutely right, Christy. Yes, that, um, you know, the specifications of, of what is an appropriate partner for any brand has to be crystal clear. So I love that you've obviously done the thinking and make sure the relevance is there. And particularly, I guess, for, for all parts of the family, I think that's a really nice, mm-hmm. I suppose, insight. And I'd love to get a sense, I guess, Christy, like what kind of response did you get from those partners? Because it does seem like this model um, hasn't been done 
extensively in the Australian market. So, so how easy was it to explain the concept to them at the, at the outset? Um, look, there was an awful lot of conversation, but when we were able to tell people the story of what this program is about, it was really nice to see you know, really senior people and big brands get truly excited about a story yeah. because often I think people are contacting and saying we want an offer for X program when you're in a sure. loyalty environment. This wasn't that. You know, this was about saying, you know, we want you to help make, you know, be part of an ecosystem that makes childcare more affordable in Australia. I mean, this is an issue in our market that is mm. a current affairs issue. People talk about, you know, I'm not a parent, um, and yet you know, I'm highly aware just, you know, of scanning the news as that this is an issue uh, yeah. in this market. Look, and the other key challenge that we've got with this, um, you know, partner ecosystem in this country as well is we're a really big country with a lot of, you know, cities and towns that are, you know, yeah. quite separate from each other. So, you know, the ability for us to deliver a program, we've also got the right mix of uh, opportunities to redeem in, you know, regional or non-metropolitan centres was important here. Gary's got centres, you know, mm. right around the country and we had to make sure that every family, you know, mm. has fair and equitable access to, yeah. to the partner network. So that's a big focus for us too. For sure. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And what I do love as well is what I feel that this partner model does is it allows you, I suppose, as well from a GA perspective, Gary, I'm guessing, I uh, don't want to put words in your mouth, but to, I suppose, really support the community even mm. more broadly than the families themselves. Like you're supporting the businesses in every community. So was that something, I guess, that was was important for you as well? Well, actually, that was a bit of an added bonus when we started working with Christy and the team. You know, when yeah. we started looking at the potential merchant partners, and you know, everyone focuses on the tier ones and tier twos because yeah, they drive the dollars, which drive the benefits, which hopefully get the program. And and Christy and the team said, "Hey, there's also an opportunity to be agile with this. And how about we give some flex for your centres to nominate." the really key local community connections that we want we can reach out to and establish a uh, a partnership with mm-hmm. which i know is a lot of work for those guys but we really totally. appreciated it and it it just it's a bit synergistic though Paula in that if mm. that happens then the, our center teams are more likely to market the program and um, yeah. it also it does rely on a bit of that relation relationship marketing at center level you know yeah. they can see the poster on the wall we clearly yeah. have as part of our enrollment process, hey, you're enrolling, did you know about this childcare saver? Let's sign you up. Yeah. But what we found is in it, you know, we um, we kind of position the whole program on the notion of it takes a village to raise a child mm. in that um, one of the key features of the program is that you can add, I call them subsidiary members, but so mm. if I'm the primary member, yeah. my wife, brother, sister, uncle can yeah. join mm. and attribute their spend to my Lovely. credits. Okay. Um, and that was a way of kind of super turbocharging the cash benefits for families because yeah. we know those discussions happen in a family environment now. The whole family gets together and goes, yeah. you just had a child, you know, yeah. you may be not working, your income's gone down, how can I help you? Yeah. And this feeds into that kind of mentality and support network and we thought mm. what a great way to do that. Yeah. That manifests itself in the centres every day as well. If our centre teams are looking out for families going, hey, how are you going? Here's this mm. program that can help you. Oh, mm. and by the way, it's also helping support the local coffee shop, 
Yeah. The local exactly. butcher, baker, etc. And yeah. that makes everyone feel good about the program. You know, totally. to Christy's point, this isn't just a financial program. Mm. This is for us a really critical way about how we build a support community around our parents and our centers mm. as part of delivering the program. For sure. And I think what that reminds me as well, Gary, is, you know, a conversation we have on this show a lot, which is, you know, how do you achieve emotional loyalty, which is so different to the transactional loyalty that we all know. And, you know, I do think there's an element of fatigue around loyalty programs in every market for, you know, for various reasons, you know, sometimes points are not understood or they're not clear or they're not redeemable to, you know, to go back to the Chris Flyer example. So, so the fact that you can build a proposition. And I think particularly, I like that idea of grandparents, for example, feeling like here is a way I can support my grandchild's education. I mean, what a wonderful sense of contribution. And again, without changing their behavior in any dramatic way, there's no complexity, you know, beyond, you know, sign up, get started. I mean, that's a lovely, lovely idea. Yeah. And Paula, the UX is just beautiful. It's fantastic. You can set a goal in cool. the um okay. in the program. So you can set a goal of say the cost of a childcare day. Yeah. And it literally, as you are, you know, doing your shopping and whatever else has a live updating balance, you know, to show yeah. you how you're going against your goal and you reach your goal and mm. you check out. And it's lovely also that those secondary members, not just the primary users, see, you know, that goal. And we yeah. all know if you're for something it adds that extra layer of excitement and energy behind it and uh yeah totally. look it, it's really really um beautifully done um mm. and you know you talk about points fatigue and some of the fatigue generally with loyalty programs you know right now in the way that you know this market is absolutely you know mm. cash is king or something that is equitable to cash and that people understand the yeah. real value is what is resonating yeah. and that is absolutely the way this thing has been engineered yeah, yeah. super I mean, super the yeah U, the ux was a big um yeah a big plus for us i've got to say even yeah. the um the ai that sits behind the platform so it mm. understands and you know as people search for the same thing over and over it surfs up those offers nice. you know front of front of mind and all of that and you can set your favorites and yeah. it's a really easy um, app to use which mm. you know it's all about driving those mm. habits and behaviors and people yeah. feeling like they're, they're getting value and they're yeah. getting some fun out of it as well so yes yeah. and busy families they don't have time to read instructions think about how to use things all that stuff you just got to totally. make yeah. sure that it's intuitive they get on there they mm. have a bash they know how to use it and then mm. we complement that obviously with you know, a whole set of communications that sit around the program. Of course, absolutely. So talk to me then about KPIs, Gary. Um, Again, a crystal clear brief, you know, a real pain point, multiple stakeholders, wonderful partners on the delivery and operational side. But what kind of KPIs did you set for yourself, um, you know, at the beginning of, you know, when you actually decided, right, we're going to kick this off and get Mm. started? Yeah, well, I mean, apart from world domination, we sort of had to set some specific ones. Hey, that's so, my job. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. We're, we're getting there. We're on the um, way. We're on the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. um, well, we had a pretty clear target. We wanted to get to ten percent of the uh, get ten percent of our family signed up in the first three months, and ideally, we'd get to twenty percent in the first six. We've we've done better than that. Oh, um, great! Yeah, we're at, we're at eight and a half. Um, 
thousand families out of a forty thousand um, membership base. So that's been really good. Great. Um, our spend target or our uh, transaction target, Paula, is we ideally we'd like each member to sign up at least two secondary members, so they have sort of three. Mm-hmm. And they spend on a weekly basis in a consistent, once we're at maturity, hits that circa somewhere between $800 and $1,000 a week for the three, um, you know, two subsidiary and one primary member. And okay. the reason for that logic is based off the percentage cash saved, mm-hmm. that's going to save somewhere in around the 40 ish dollars uh, a week for that primary member. Nice, Which yeah. equates to, uh, to, and Christy made the point just before, that's about one free day of yeah. childcare, yeah. which is a really symbolic thing for families. Yeah. Um, it also points to who our primary kind of customer is, which are our existing families. Yeah. And it's all about how do we increase it, the day's care for our existing families. Mm. Um, and the, the reason I'm emphasising that is we'll we'll offer it to all new families as well, and that's fine. Mm. We know that childcare saver in and of itself is not going to be the sole determinant of whether they pick our centre or not. Um, and that's actually a good thing because mm. I would hope every family picks the yeah. centre they want to send their child to based off the relationship with their centre manager and the quality of the centre, and that's their primary driver, and that's a really good thing. Yeah. So we work really hard with Christy and her team about how we do so. We don't overemphasise childcare saver in that initial period. Interesting. But once people are in our centre, we then really amp it up and show them the benefits. Interesting. So we want to make it. Yeah, we yeah. want to make sure we get the relationship right up front. Lovely. Um, over time, we think that will add a significant number of days in care for us. Yeah. Um, which we think is a good thing. A for children. Mm. B for grandparents. Yeah, I don't know about you, but uh, every <laughs> grandparent I talk to, that's a tough day, right? When they've got uh, one yeah. or two children in care, that's a tough day. Um, yeah. And clearly, for us, um, you know, overall, having in- increased days care is really important. So, yeah, they're our key kind of measures. It's number of members, spend per member, and and both primary and secondary members. Yeah, because uh, that really amps up the benefits. Yeah. And you did mention that promoter score as well, Gary, I saw on your LinkedIn profile, along with some other wonderful yeah. KPIs. So just while we're on the subject, tell us how, you know, what are you measuring in terms of your net promoter score? Oh, our net promoter score is a holistic engagement metric. We use um, Qualtrics, right. which is a you know, yeah. market standard benchmark. Sure. And that covers all aspects of uh, you know, quality of care, um, right. value, you know, ancillary relationships, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And we think providing innovative, valuable products and services like Childcare Saver mm-hmm. will increase the level of engagement a family has, mm-hmm. which will flow through in terms of an MPS score over time. Yeah. I think the primary measure of success will actually be in um, days of days in care for existing families. Yeah. And numbers of members. Yeah. 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 
and and Christy, you made that point, and I I do believe it's um it's extremely powerful, and again, perhaps not something that every loyalty program thinks about in enough detail because, you know, again, whether it's a grandparent or another secondary member, you know, saving forty dollars a week, of course, is a wonderful number, but what does that mean in terms of you know the actual tangible benefits? So, sounds like that's a, a key principle in terms of you know making it something that everybody understands that's one extra day for my grandchild or whatever to to basically get that benefit. Yeah, definitely. And which while um, Gary has talked, you know, about some of the numbers, you know, for us, you know, really key focuses are continuing to really ensure that user experience is next level, Mm. uh, broadening out the partner network, but with appropriate partners, uh, driving those partners that have the, you know, most popular offers and the best usage amongst families uh, to provide supercharged special offers, you know, things that really make sense in certain sort of seasons or for times of the week. Mm. Uh, You know, we've got thematic communications going out. So, you know, if it's a holiday time, you know, Mm. we're talking about great holiday, you know, choices for families where they can benefit from utilising the partner network yeah if it's um, you know Christmas or Black Friday clearly you know we're focusing on getting those hottest offers that'll help supercharge the savings of the families um and for us also you know um a, a real focus is just ensuring that we've got the right clear communication with G8 as our partner because you know as they're sort of, you know, needs, requirements and goals change, we're determined to make sure that we can keep evolving childcare Mm. saving to meet their needs. You know, that is a a key responsibility that we have as their partner. For sure, for sure. And and I know, for example, you do have a software platform, of course, to manage the complexity. And it sounds like you do have, you know, we've talked about the local um, relevance and it sounds like then you can do both on online, pardon me, and offline. So again, to get that mix of whether it's in-store spend, again, to be measured, tracked and, and essentially cash back into the, the, the Child Care Saver program. So is that correct? It is It is both online and offline? Yeah, yep. So we've got a whole mix of different ways in which families can redeem offers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also um, very good at navigating the ways in which we integrate with different partners because, as you can imagine, we've got all levels of sophistication of operator going on. You sure. know, we've got big brands with all the IT departments and all the, you know, whiz-bang stuff in the world you need. And then we literally do have some local cafe operators down the street where we've had to do some, you know, totally. very yeah. Clear manual workarounds as required, mm. which makes mm. it fun sometimes. But mm. um, you know, we've gotten really smart about having lots of ways in which we can, you know, onboard people. And I think, look, some of the other results, um, you know, and recognition of this program, it kind of speaks for itself. You know, we're really excited that recently, yeah, um, the program was the only uh, recipient of a gong in Australia at the APAC Loyalty and Engagement Awards. Um, you know, finalist for best CX partner at the CX Awards. Mm. you know, best uh, loyalty retention initiative at the Australasian Marketing Awards for Excellence. You know, Mm. this is a beautiful story, but it's a beautiful program Mm. and it is a really nice user experience. And and I know that both of our organisations between Gary and I, we're deeply proud of of what we have and we do get great feedback from the families and the partners. 
Yeah, yeah. And congratulations. I was about to ask about all the awards. I knew there was a long list, so um, definitely one to celebrate. Can't believe it was the only Australian programme, particularly that, um, you know, one of the marketing interactive. So congrats on that. So um, lots done, uh, more to do. Just remind me the launch date, because um, again, for people listening, as you know, we've got an audience globally. When did Child Care Saver actually launch? What, how, how, uh, yeah, launched yeah. in November of last year. November 21. Um, okay. Yeah, so we're sort of uh, headed towards the anniversary. And Great. we actually um, got this to market in really slick time when when we sort of hit go with Gary. We were mm. all really focused on saying, you know, that run up to Christmas, yeah. you know, that sort of Black Friday, Christmas, Boxing Day, summer holiday season. You know, it was sure. an opportunity to launch when there'd be lots of excitement. Mm. Um, and we're going to be building on that this year. We've got, uh, you know, lots of special things for the participating families coming up this this uh, coming festive season. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. I, and, Gary, I know you've just done your latest investor updates um, yeah. and uh, I, I'm sure you had a wonderful response and reaction as well from your own kind of shareholders. So I'd love to maybe just, I suppose, finish off uh, from my side with that particular question. Yeah, I mean, feedback from our shareholders has been really positive about not only the innovative nature of the program, but it's funny, it's a really easy story to tell people. Uh-huh. Um, and they identify with it straight away and they go, oh, wow, that's nice. Oh, yeah. So it's you're doing it because the why is around making childcare more, wow, that's fantastic because it clearly aligns with our purpose um, and um, they're pleased with the results to date. So, yeah, they're really keen to keep getting the updates and see how it goes. Um, I actually have one investor who is a, uh, uh, we sometimes get this that they're a customer as well and of they course. went oh, well, i'm in the program oh i love it so that was really good wow so can you just kind of tell everyone that it'd be fantastic uh, but, <laughs> totally but, i mean we're also um and without digressing uh too much the other big problem we uh, christy and i are trying to solve is that the wages in the sector are really low oh really um, we are looking to uh, turn childcare saver into Team Saver and make the same sort of program available nice. for G8 education team members. Yeah. Um, some of which already are beneficiaries because they've got children in our care. Um, yeah. And so we're looking for ways to, to mm. extend their dollar even further and help yeah. solve the problem because it's the 13th most lowly paid profession in the in Australia at the moment, if you're an early childhood educator. Wow. So we've been scratching for ways of how, how can we actually help them um, yeah. we've been increasing their wages above award for a while now. And we mm. thought, is there another innovative way? And we went, no, well, actually, I think we know another innovative way to get people <laughs> to stretch the door even further. So wow. we look to launch that before uh, end of year. Oh, mm. congratulations. Well, that's a, that's a global exclusive for you. I'm surprised yeah. you dropped that one, Gary. <laughs> you let the secret out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, I mean, it makes so much sense. And I love the fact that it's, again, so clear, so easy to understand when you articulate it and explain it, because we all know how busy, you know, we all are, whether we're parents or not. Um, and employees, of course, we, we trust them and rely on them to articulate our propositions. So as well as supporting them, you know, and I know you're one of Australia's best, uh, most trust, trusted employers as well, Gary. I know there's um, some awards. Do you want to mention that, by the way? 
Uh, yeah, we recently got a, awarded most attractive employer in Australia by Randstad. So, there you yeah, go. Pardon me, I didn't fantastic. have the terminology. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's the it's the integrity coming through, you know, uh, looking for this kind of team saver idea. So thank you for the world exclusive. Um, <laughs> definitely sounds like something that they're all going to be, you know, falling over themselves, dare I say, to to actually sign up to because there's there's clear benefits on all sides. So listen, I think that's all the questions I have from my perspective. Um, Christy, did you have any kind of closing thoughts from your perspective as, as Wink and the partner on this program? I think that childcare savers are a really nice example of what can be achieved when you start with the business objective and work backwards and engineer a program that yeah. really is about achieving said objective. Mm. You know, I mentioned earlier so often that people say, I need a loyalty program, but with no real reason or no key objective other than going, I've yeah. got a marketing checklist and I've got to tick that box. Sure. Um, and for me, you also, you always should start with what are you achieving and is the loyalty program, you yeah. know, the best way to achieve that. Uh, and I think that we've shown with Child Care Saver, you know, you can bring together a beautiful user experience, a great idea um, and a real problem and sort of nail it all in one. And I yeah. think this idea of accruing a benefit against a goal is something that is transferable to lots of different industry sectors. Sure. Um, and it will be interesting to see, you know, how many people um, sort of keep an eye on, on this space and and uh, potentially head in the same direction. And, and I know that it's something... We know we're keenly looking at yeah. as a concept that really, you know, resonates not just for education, but in other spaces as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely, Christy. So, Gary, any closing thoughts from your perspective? Uh, I think the uh, the only ingredient Christy didn't mention was an awesome partner. Um, and I'll certainly be <clears throat> personally grateful for Christy and Pratal uh enabling this thing to happen because yeah. you know we we've been going at it a while COVID had hit sure. um COVID had a really big impact on G8 um we'd imagine. shut yeah. you know lots and lots of centers and yeah um I'd actually rung them I said I think I might have to put this thing on hold that was in mid 2021 yeah and they uh they went okay they rang me back a couple of days later and said what if mm. what if we did all of this stuff for you and we got it up and running before Black Friday what do you think? Wow. And they turned me around and mm. they uh, beat that timetable and, you know, we had a great launch. So this thing wouldn't mm. have happened without the partners that we've got on board. And, you know, so for yeah. me, you know, yeah. it, you cannot underestimate the the determination and skill of the partner that you partner with. Yeah. Mm. And vice versa. It's a, it's a really, really nice relationship. We so appreciate, you know, the open yeah. really good friendly relationship we have with G8 and I think you know any program provider and program owner if mm. they don't have that doom for failure from the from the go, from, from the get go <laughs> Totally. Yeah. And we've all seen it. Operational excellence. It's it's one thing to have a beautiful idea, but can you deliver? So on that note, I'm going to say congratulations. First of all, Christy Atkins, Managing Partner at Wink, and also Gary Carroll, CEO and Managing Director at G8 Education. Thank you both so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Great to be here. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. 
the Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 245 executives in 27 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.